As the sun shines bright and the temperatures soar, what could be more refreshing than a summer special episode of The Specialist? I'm your host, Rob Barnard, and in this summer special, we'll be talking to none other than mortgage industry legend Rob Jupp, who will be joining us and answering the big questions and sharing the important insights about the current challenges faced by the UK mortgage market and also looking at what potentially lies ahead. So come on, pour yourself a cold drink, get comfortable in your favourite deck chair and prepare for a refreshing dip into The Specialist. On this warm and sunny day, Rob and I are comfortably seated in the recording studio. We're here for a special summer episode of The Specialist, tackling the big questions on everyone's lips right now. Is it all doom and gloom at present, or are there glimmers of hope and opportunities in the UK mortgage market? Now, come on, no one has a crystal ball, but the mind of Rob Jupp is about as close as we could get. Rob is honestly someone I've wanted to have as a guest on the show since the very beginning, simply because his name epitomises specialist lending. Rob is Group CEO of the Brightstar Group, the UK's largest specialist distributor of UK-based secured property debt. Brightstar has won, well, more than 100 national awards since 2012, including the coveted Investor in People Best Gold Employer Award and also the Sunday Times Best Small Company to Work For in both 2019 and 2020. Rob's in his third decade. You know what, we're getting too old for this, working in specialist lending, having served time as the chairman of the Association of Bridging Professionals and also as a member of the Amy Contact Board. Rob has won five Mortgage Oscars, the British Mortgage Awards, and has twice won Mortgage Personality of the Year at the Mortgage Strategy Awards. I really do feel that I'm in the presence of mortgage royalty. As I say, Rob Jupp, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Like me, you've you've been doing this for far too long. Too long. Too long, mate. But how how did you fall into mortgages? How did it all begin? Well, one day I was looking for a um, a flat to be with my then girlfriend, now wife, and I got talking to a chap who was going to offer me a mortgage. And uh, two months later, I was a mortgage advisor. They offered me a salary of 17000 and a Vauxhall Astra. Wow. So it was the Astra that did it. What colour? It was white. It was meant to be a three-door, but the only problem with the... Um, the third door, which was the driver's door, is it wouldn't open. So it's actually a two door. So you know the size of me, six foot eight, trying to do the sort of the jukes of hazard, getting in through the window didn't work terribly well. But that was my start in 1993, so 30 years ago, almost to the day. And how did that sort of then develop into sort of becoming the entrepreneur that you've become? How did it sort of end up with you working for yourself and building several really successful businesses? Yeah, so I come from a an entrepreneurial family, uh, something that uh, I think is kind of in your blood. And uh, I went to university. I was the first uh, child in my family to, to get a place at university. Working for a corporate was great. I got some great training, but I, I just wanted to do it on my own. So um, I was the top advisor in, in uh, the company, one of the top in the country for the bigger company. And just one day I just said to, to my a newly wife, Claire, that, um, yeah, I'm going to do this on my own. I took our top advisor and started my, my first business in 1998. 30 years in the industry, 25 years running companies in the mortgage industry. I always look back at my career and, and I think we all have sort of pivotal moments. And one thing that sticks in my mind was one of your previous companies. And this is when I just like, I was on a, a pool lounger in between the sessions thinking, you know what, you can do this, Rob. And it was in Barcelona. I was out speaking at, you asked me to come and speak at one of your conferences. And I, and I spoke alongside Deirdre McManus. Yep. Kevin Duffy was the chair. And it was like, 
crikey, Rob, you're amongst you're amongst serious people here. And that always sticks with me as one of the sort of pivotal changes in, in how I move forward in my industry. And that was 2007, and the sun was shining bright. And uh, literally six weeks later, um, it wasn't quite so bright, was it? It all went downhill fairly quickly, which, which is a, a, a brilliant sort of segue into the sort of first sort of question I want to ask you about the current challenges we're facing. How do you think the current economic and mortgage market challenges that we're facing today differ from those we faced sort of 15, 16 years ago? Yeah, it's a really good question. So, I mean, let's just accept that the challenges we have um, now are challenges. Most household budgets are being really stressed and strained at the moment. And, um, you know, if you look at a chart of interest rate rises over the last 18 months, it's like a straight line up. So, yeah, a lot of people have been fortunate they are on fixed rates, but at the same time, you know, inflation has, uh, for the first time, uh, for a generation, in fact, the first time in my life, I'm, I'm in my early 50s, you know, inflation's become a problem and a real big problem. You know, energy bills have, have increased part of the problem and, you know, people are really scared, people are really anxious. And I think, you know, we, we've kind of only just, we've only just recovered from um, anxiety from the pandemic. That wasn't that long ago. So, um, but it is different. There's plenty of liquidity um, for banks. Banks are not being strained. You know, the um, risky investments that they made back in 05, 06, 07 hasn't been repeated. The regulator's done a really good job. I think lenders, you guys have been really responsible by what you've lent to and followed, you know, really good sensible protocols. And I think that... Um, you know, on this on this date, uh, at the start of July, it does feel quite a scary place, certainly um, for for everybody. But um, you know, we're only what is it? The nineteenth of July, I think, is the next inflation report. Let's pray and hope that that comes down um, along analyst expectations, and then all of a sudden, we're the whole the whole world is starting to look a slightly more positive place. So I I, I said to my guys this morning, we are two short weeks away. Uh, and when this podcast comes out, probably just one week, short week away from there being hopefully some better news and some of that summer sun is going to literally start shining for consumers in the UK. You're right. I mean, it's it's I've been back at Pepper 12 months, 12 months just about now. Um, bank base rate was 1.25% 12 months ago. We had 13 increases, we're at 5%. But one thing that amazes me now is when you started your career, I started my career, you, the mortgage rates that you sold were very much influenced by Bank of England base rate. Bank of England met every month and it de- determined rate for the next month. Yeah. To me, I think I think the rates that lenders charge are so much more influenced by other factors now that, that realistically they don't have to wait for the Bank of England, do they? So you've only got to see the inflation figures that come out in a couple of weeks' time. You could see swaps move quite quickly. I don't know if you agree. Yeah, so um, look, here's an interesting fact. In, in the last seven working days, swap rates for five-year money have increased by three bips. Three bips. Not 30 bips, not 300 bips, three bips. And if you look at the average cost of a five-year fixed rate in the same period, that's increased 10 times higher and faster than the actual rates on the money market, which finance and price fixed rate mortgages. So... Um, what what there definitely is a case at the moment is there is that sense of panic. There is a sense of lenders not wanting to go back to October, November and have a pipeline that they really can't service of loans that perhaps are less profitable than if they waited um, a few days more. Um, so I see that there's more pricing out to stop business rather than pricing because that's the new price point because swap rates do not show and do not indicate and do not follow 
the patterns of where fixed rate mortgages are being priced right now. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, do you think that the skinny rates that that customers and brokers have probably got used to over the last decade, have they gone forever? Or what we're experiencing now, is that the new normal? Or can you see a return to sort of more skinny rates over time? So um, it, the, the term forever is, is, a, is a really challenging and difficult term to agree. But I would say for the foreseeable future, and by that I mean for the next decade, half a decade to a decade, I cannot see any repeat of that once in a generation cheap rates. You know, five-year money going at just above 1%, you know, two-year money going at 75 bips. Base rate trackers at, you know, 0.4, 0.5. They were once in a generation, it was a decade that it lasted. You know, the party went on for much longer perhaps than it should have done. Um, So I don't believe we will ever get near to that certainly ever being uh, as long as my career lasts in this industry hopefully it's a it's a few years not a few decades but what i think we've just got to be mindful of is that rates of you know four and a half to five and a half percent on fixed rate money is still very good these rates are here to stay you know the the cheap rates from 2012 to, to 2021 22 they're gone yeah no i get, I get that and, and I think I think you're right. I think I think the latest sort of increase in rates has made people not sit on their hands anymore, thinking, you know what, this trend might continue. So I think it has spurred people in to say, like, we'll take a two-year fix now and we'll reassess two years down the line. And I don't think that's a that that's a, a bad move at all. You you may be aware, you may not. At Pepper, we we sort of um, commission an adverse credit study every year. We do it in, in in conjunction with YouGov. We're currently working on next iteration now, and it's a combination of in-depth research and a survey of about six thousand individuals. Our piece of research last year suggested that there could be as many as now seven point nine one million people in the UK that have some element of adverse credit. And I think now credit scores are going to be even tougher for people to overcome in the coming years. So, do you think the fact that we've got as many people as we have? in the UK now with some element of adverse credit, do you think that the specialist lending space, it's inevitable it's going to grow? I, I think absolutely so. And and those um, those statistics are shocking. Just to further start on that, it's 1.6 million more than the same time last year. Wow. So that's the big increase. Yeah, and it's it's been influenced by um, you know instalment payments for anything from a from a you know big takeaway to a to a jumper at um, you know a high street retailer. Because it's so easy to do, isn't it? Now it's you see it yourself when you go on some of these sort of computer driven sites where you can have a delivery tomorrow. Do you want to spread your payment over three months? Yeah. Yes, dead simple. Because another you, perfect. I mean, it, it sounds awful, but thirty percent of people with adverse credit are using buy now pay later schemes. Forty yeah. percent have increased their unsecured debt. Yeah. It's scary. It really is, and and what that does um, drive is is an evolution and continued growth and evolution in in specialist lending. Uh, a consumer twenty years ago that got into some trouble uh, would have had absolutely no chance. Uh, that's all changed, and I think uh, you know, compliment to lenders like Pepper and others, that um, the specialist lending market now is very very established. You know, it's. A lot of the guys and girls that run it, like you, have been around for a long, long time. You're decent, ethic, ethical, moral people. So you guys are in it for the long term. And that just shows by the maturity and, and this sense of forbearance as well. So the fact is that if uh, uh, 20 years ago you'd have been behind on your mortgage, it probably would have taken less than six months from the time you miss your first payment to the time you, that you were repossessed. Um, I'm not saying it's impossible now for a, for a client to, to be repossessed because it clearly is, but it's much, much more difficult because lenders are more mature. They'd rather work with forbearance, supporting customers. Now, you don't get that that sort of support and that 
insurance, really, if you're a tenant. No. You know, you're out. If you don't pay, you're out. What sectors do you think then, Rob, of, of, of the sort of specialist space do you think you can see growing? So are there, are there individual pockets of specialist lending that you can see growing? So um, we, we still have far too many examples of customers that are um, sent away from independent mortgage brokers because um, they're told they can't help them. Yeah. And um, I think when you've got you know, a really uh, lucrative purchase market and uh, for buy-to-let mortgages as well, a really good PT market, um, protection and insurance premiums are really high, there is a little bit of a, I'm not going to bother with those, this is just not worth it. And it's, it's crazy. And I think now the reality is that the next months and maybe a year or two are going to be a little bit tougher for most mortgage intermediary. Customers um, that require a specialist mortgage will be amongst your best ever referrers you're ever likely to get because they will actively want to repay your effort, particularly if they may have been turned down by three or four other people, lenders, etc. And you've got them that solution. And what they will do is they will talk to and identify other people like them that require the same sort of support. So, you know, commissions may at, at versus another product line seemingly be slightly less. But actually, if you look at the, which actually isn't isn't true in the main, but if you look at the referral business that you'll get from these customers, it's, it's fantastic, no, absolutely fantastic. But another thing that you touch on, and I think this is really important, because somebody's a specialist customer now, they aren't going to be a specialist customer for 25 years. To me, they should be a specialist customer for two, three, four, five years, however long that first initial period is. Get on back on the high street. Yes, your rates are going to be a little bit higher for that interim period, but it's a route back to the high street. I think that's really, really important. Um, again, our latest study, the next iteration, as I said earlier, is is sort of in, in traction as we speak, suggested that 37% of those who responded to our survey said that their current financial situation is negatively impacting their mental health. That's a scary stat. Do you agree with that sentiment? Can you understand it? And what advice would you give to anyone listening who falls into that category? I think that um, one of the biggest triggers um, for anxiety and and poor mental health is is a financial trigger. You know, if you if you are scared about your your current situation and you're worried about the future, you know that will undoubtedly, with most people, significantly become a, a a negative impact on their mental health. So, uh, you know, th- th- these are the unintended but really apparent and obvious problems of um, a- an economy that's very, very uncertain. Um, to to answer your question, there are lots of areas of support available for um, for everyone: customers, um, brokers, consumers, the whole the whole piece. And I would really urge that um, if if clients and people feel that they are in a bit of a place really go and talk to someone. Talking therapy, I'm I'm a trustee of one charity and ambassador for another mental health charity. There's plenty of people out there um, who would be really, really glad um, to talk and talk things through because, um, yeah, things might be scary, but if you can find someone that cares and will listen to you, you find it perhaps will will reduce your anxiety just that little bit. And and I think you make a fantastic point. It's all right not to be all right. Talk. And I think that's why you've heard me probably say it before, specialist lending, like the solutions I present, are all about conversation, not credit score. 
talk to us. And and you know another sector, and you touched on it briefly there, that I think are probably feeling the pinch more than ever, are you listeners, our brokers? I mean, we are a 100% intermediated only business. Without broker business, there's nothing. People might be able to find our products online when they're Googling saying, how do I get a mortgage with adverse credit? But they can't come to us other than through an intermediary. With the rate and pace of product pulls at the moment... I think our brokers fall into that space of, of, of needing a cuddle, needing needing a, an arm around them, and their mental health must be struggling as well. I, I think it is. Uh, I think it, it very much is. And I think, uh, you know, you, you, um, you've been through a period of time when um, brokers and lenders have been very, very busy. And then all of a sudden, you've got these these impossible deadlines, you know, um, rates being pulled on a, on a Sunday evening at, at nine o'clock. OK, that's an extreme example. But, but it's happened. happened. Exactly. And, you know, people saying, brokers saying, I really can't spend any quality time with my children because I'm always looking at my phone. You know, every time if I, if I manage to get some holiday, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm really anxious all the time because I'm checking and finding out what's what. And, you know, it's, this can only last for so long. We can only burn out the people in, in our industry, which is exactly what this market is doing for so long um, without there being some significant long-term damage. So really it's a, a call to arms for, for, for everyone in the mortgage industry. You know, please, 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 um, you can only do so much. Uh, I appreciate that, you know, uh, you've got clients and you, and you want to help them and you want to do your best, but, you know, we're not, we're not super, super men and super women all the time, just most of the time. Um, vulnerability is absolutely fine. And every now and again, you won't achieve... Um, these impossible scenarios because it's absolutely impossible so please don't be too hard on yourself all all your colleagues or your lenders um, who are hurting equally I mean all the emphasis has gone on on brokers but actually you know you talk to lenders all the time and they're feeling just the same it's it's a mirror image it's it's a mirror image and uh, again all I can say is what what we do at Pepper we we give at least or we always have and we'll endeavour to we've given two days notice for a dip to be put in and then at least another three days for it to be fully packaged and some lenders are even more generous than that um, so all I, I implore and I think Amy were talking about this recently if lenders are out there going to gonna make a product change go early in the day give as much notice as they can um, because it's scary and, it, and it's turning turning brokers who have taken a lifetime to build a relationship with a customer turning them into hard salespeople. you almost say to people got a dip response for you go and find your property and then ringing them up an hour later saying yeah, if you want that yeah. property you've got to get it in now and it's scary to have to think about but that. if you're looking at five-year money that that uh, failure to get that rate could end up costing a customer you know five to ten thousand pounds over that period so these are significant issues here and and you can't help but be affected no you can't so just as we wrap up rob just i think we've agreed that the specialist market is going to grow what last sort of word of advice would you give to any broker out there that maybe isn't embracing specialist lenders as fully as they should be at the moment so um i think it's really simple rob and uh, you have to just ensure that every single customer gets the full opportunity of your your knowledge and your time and actually if you're if you say you give really good customer service, but you only work with certain customers, you don't give good customer service. Just to uh, repeat something I said earlier, these customers will, I guarantee, be the best referral partners. Um, if you can support them, you can get through them. And what you have to accept, particularly um, with some of the more challenging customers within the specialist lending market, there will be twists and turns. It, it may not be quite as straightforward as you would hope, but just stay in with them, show that customer loyalty give them 
um, confidence that you're going to be able to help them if you can. And when you finally do deliver that that nice home for that family or you keep that family in the home, they will be, I guarantee, eternally grateful to you. Rob, just Brightstar, great, great specialist distributor and so much more. How do people find out more about you and Brightstar? So brightstarfinancial.co.uk is our website. We have uh, a small team of business development managers um, up and down the country. Uh, I think that uh, what we would always attempt to do with every person, every broker that contacts us is our very best. That is what we guarantee we will do. We will work tirelessly hard to try and find a solution, even if there appears not to be one at first. Um, That's how we've built our business. That's how we've created hopefully some sort of legacy for the future. And hopefully um, in the years to come, you know, that business will still continue to be as successful as it has been. Brilliant. Rob, thanks so much for taking time out of your packed schedule to talk with me today. I've, I've really enjoyed our conversation and I hope our listeners have found it as refreshing and insightful as a cool dip on a hot summer's day. It's been brilliant to get to know a little bit more about you and it's great to hear the important part our intermediary friends can play in helping the growing number of customers that may be struggling in the current economic climate. Sadly, and I genuinely mean sadly, it, it looks like the specialist market is only going to grow in the months and years ahead. And don't forget, specialist lenders simply do what that title suggests. They specialise in lending to applicants that don't fit the mould or just don't meet the criteria of high street lenders. Personally, I think it's never been more important to work closely with your lender BDMs. They really can help you write more business, just in the same way that specialist distributors like Brightstar can. A big thank you, of course, also goes to you, our listeners. This has been our summer special episode of The Specialist, brought to you by Pepper Money. Dive back into seasons one and two for more specialist content over on our Apple podcast and Spotify and get ready for an unmissable new season, releasing later this year featuring esteemed guests, cool tips and exclusive insights on the mortgage market. Listener.